This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans. Botox Cosmetic. Out of botulinum toxin A. FDA approved for over 20 years. So, talk to your specialist to see if Botox Cosmetic is right for you. For full prescribing information, including boxed warning, visit BotoxCosmetic.com or call 877-351-0300. Remember to ask for Botox Cosmetic by name. To see for yourself and learn more, visit BotoxCosmetic.com. That's BotoxCosmetic.com. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly supported by McDelivery, bringing you the food you love. Muck Delivery brings a top-tier lineup of food right to your door. No matter the results, you'll always be winning with Muck Delivery. Order now on the McDonald's app and you'll get rewards points delivered too. So that ordering today means some tasty rewards for tomorrow. Only via app at participating restaurants. 18 plus rewards registration required. Points only on menu items, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. Hello and welcome to the Oak Road Hatter podcast. I am Billy Mully and today I'm joined by Jamie Castle as we look back at recent results against Millwall Swansea City. We also speak about the fact that Jordan Clark has signed a new deal. Very good news for us Luton Town fans. And we then look ahead to Sheffield United, a very important game. Um, we sort of speak about it as if, you know, that there's a possibility that we could enter the automatic promotion race, which at this stage, what a thing to be saying. So, yeah, of course, that is set to be a very, very big one. Jamie, first of all, how are you getting on? Yeah, good evening. I'm good, thanks, Billy. We're just saying off, off recorders now, how that club down the road always seems to make a, a standard wet, snowy Tuesday, quite entertaining. Um, so no, all good my side. Yeah, it always seems when everything goes quiet, when there's nothing happening in the football world, Watford managed to to bring a smile to our faces with with their standard procedure, as we should probably call it from now on. Yeah, I think at this point, they're just like attention seekers, right? You think, you think, oh, let's try and put our, put our, our club in, in a in the headlines again by sacking manager number 2000 or whatever or every last few months it's um yeah it's, it's quite funny yeah as we sort of alluding to there Watford have sacked Slavin Bilic and Chris Wilder has stepped in and it'll be interesting to see if they back him through hell and high water um which was the the old Rob Edwards quote they they used when he arrived at the start of the season as we mentioned we're going to be speaking about Millwall first. Of course, we didn't record last week, so a good time to reflect on it now. 2-0 down, 2-0. Jamie, it's another sort of standard evening. Kenilworth Road under lights. We haven't lost there with fans in attendance in the league, as somebody pointed out in the original tweet. 
uh, for over four and a half years. So it's, um, you know, it's not just magical in our eyes, it's statistically magical. Yeah, you can always rely on a game under the lights being a, a, a decent game to watch. I think, from memory, I can't remember a boring game there. I think even games where it's been sort of like a 0 0 or 1 0, they've always had a bit of an edge to it. Um, and then obviously, add to that, that is a Luton Mill game live on Sky. It had sort of everything that that you could ask for in a in a Luton game, really. Um, obviously, in, obviously, given what happened, and in hindsight, it's a good point. We can take that, and and it's that that old saying: if 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 you can't win a game, don't lose it. And and we didn't lose it. Um, so yeah, it was it was a great game for the neutral. Not yet watched it back on Sky, but I, a lot of my my, my mates who weren't Luton fans who were neutrals who watched it and, uh, and said it was a, a good game so yeah no obviously good point and I mean, I mean we'll be back that weekend as well I think the point was made um, I'm not too sure by who but it was it was somebody on social media saying that when a manager comes out and says that a draw is a fair result after being 2-0 up and mm. conceding right at the end um, that, that sort of usually is an indication that the other team should have actually won. Um, but yeah, we, we played very well. Um, I've been very, very impressed recently with the consistency of our performances. Some individuals hitting form at a very, very good time. Uh, but we'll start at the very start, and that was a Ethan Horvath blunder. Um, watching that back a few times, it doesn't get any prettier. Yeah, you just class that as as a, a proper mistake, and it made the game a little bit more difficult. He did respond well enough, I think, after that. And in fairness, he has been he has been a good addition this season. Um, but ultimately, that made things very very difficult for me on set, Jamie. Yeah, um, and I had the, the fortune of fortune being in the box that night, and I was in the in the one right right at the end by the SKF clock. So yeah, I am. I, um, Saw it in all its glory, that absolute clangor from Horvath. And it's sort of quite ironic because you, you, obviously you're in a box, so you, you're with people who might not normally go to a Luton game. It's and you sort of, you get asked what sort of players do you look out for? They always ask for like, how good how good's the keeper? And I was, say, I was saying before the game, yeah, he's sort of super reliable. He's, 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 he's not done anything out of this well, but he's been Mr. Consistent in terms of sort of stopping what he's had to stop. And then five minutes in, he goes and does that. You sort of think, yeah, that's, um, it's pretty embarrassing, right? And obviously it's a game that had a, a lot on it. And I think there was a little bit of nerves. I mean, from, from, from my side, I think it was the first game I was nervous for this season in terms of how big the game was in, 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 in the grand scheme of, of the season, right? Because, yeah, there was all this talk from both Gary Rowett and, and Rob Edward Holtman. Of course, it's a game that we want to win and we'll go out to win. But if we lose it, it's not the end of the world because there's still 16 games to go. But but I think as fans, you sort of recognise that in 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 the race at the minute, in, in the playoff race, if if you win three games, you're in the playoffs. If you lose three games, you're out of the playoffs. And it's like it, you sort of every game matters. So, so to lose that would have been big in my eyes. So then to... To go one nil down from from what was a just a mistake from Horvath, and obviously you, you can dissect and, and over analyze those things, but it was just a mistake. Is obviously he sort of goes after the ball, um, 
especially after starting well. And I think there was a shout for penalty before that, or or we had a, a really good chance before that, and it sort of took a bit of the the energy out out of the Kenny. And and we and we all know how good the Kenny is at at, at times, but sometimes a start like that can seem to deflate the place. And I think it it did feel a little bit afterwards. Um, so yeah, I think overall really frustrating to sort of start that way. And then after that, I don't think Millwall got in our half until the the second half, and no. that that no. big miss, um, the big miss. I mean, from from the uh, linesman missing that uh, was it. Brad, no, it was Honeyman that was offside, and then it was Bradshaw that that tapped it in. Um, I know EFL officials are under a lot of scrutiny mm. every week. There always seems to be decisions that that are wrong, but you just, I just don't understand. How you you miss something that that sort of glaringly obvious, mm. um, but again, we responded well, um, scoring the goal. I think about, about five or six minutes after after um, Millwall second, Elijah Adebayo tapping in. Um, I think we're gonna have to give him a bit more respect with that than than um, than maybe social media sort of presented itself. I think it was a very good finish in the end. The the way. He, managed to re-divert the ball back into goal. Um, and then, yeah, just set up a, a very good finish, scored at a very, very good time, I think, to, to go on and continue that pressure. Yeah, I mean, obviously, a, a few things in what you just said. Obviously, the, our, our performance after going behind so early, I thought was fantastic. Um, probably, in my opinion, one of the best performances at home I've seen all season in terms of on and off the ball, I thought Osho at, at, at the right centre off was fantastic, and obviously I was sat on that wing, so I could see him a bit up close. And I thought he was just phenomenal, all get like all, all half, especially from from what I saw up close. Um, and in terms of refereeing, you you get a bit fed up in terms of t- keep talking and talking about them, and obviously we have to we can't we can't not talk about it because because then they they just get away get away with their decisions. Not that they that, that they don't get away with them really, but time after time and obviously it's not just decisions that don't that go against us you see it all, all, all over the league the, the officials at the minute it's, it's probably at this point so to to basically be two two goals down of which one goal is offside and of which we've had a shout for one or two pounds as well it's just it just seems a bit unjust to be two down in that sort of game um, but yeah in, t- in terms of in terms of the fight back you can't you can't fault the character I, I thought even Despite being two goals down, we were still the better side. Obviously, Mill understandably drop off a little bit, and they well with two, two up with forty or so minutes to go. Let's let's see this out now. But even still, I think we, we were camped in their half for for probably three quarters or more of of, of that second half. So to, to get that goal when we did was important because it, it, it didn't leave it too late. I think if it was still two 0 on minute seventy or or after, it would have been even even more difficult. So to the score quickly after their second was super important. Um, and then, yeah, the, the boys just didn't stop fighting. The, the magic man, Luke Berry, comes on. Um, that The, the build-up played before the goal, fantastic. But then for, for Clark to, to drive as Clark does, and obviously we'll talk about the, the, the Messiah, that is Jordan Clark in terms of technically superb. And then Luke, Luke Berry does Luke Berry things. He just finds half a yard at in or outside the box, and he can get a shot away. Keeps unsighted, but it, it goes past him, and and the Kenya erupts for 
what was a more than deserved point on the basis of 90 minutes. And I think if if we were being honest and the game was totally fair, we would have come away with all, with all three. But ultimately, you take a point because from, from, from the position of being 2-0 being down, it, it, it is a massive point. Yeah, I think we saw the full effects of having Luke Berry back. Um, just it's so intelligent picking up. I know we've mentioned it time and time again when he's secured match-winning moments before, but that intelligence to to pick up those positions in between the defence and midfield, um, the, how pure he strikes the ball, it's just brilliant to have. It's a real weapon for us. And um, there's, sort of, there's always these... Um, well, especially now that there's these conversations to be had about Alan Campbell, about whether he should be coming on before the very thing substitutions sort of prove themselves. Alan Ca- Alan Campbell's a very good player, proved that against Swansea. He, there's definitely more game time for him to be had, and there's certain games where he'll be more beneficial to the team. But in those moments when you want a goal, when you're chasing something, and as it was displayed in that Millwall game, that's where you want Luke Berry. And, you know, you, you, I look at world football. I look at any player in the world. I wouldn't, I wouldn't change them for Luke Berry just outside the box from a central position. He is just so reliable. I think I'd prefer Luke Berry to receive the ball 20 yards out in a central position more than I'd want a penalty. I think you just got more yeah. faith that Luke Berry will score from those positions than, than we'd score a penalty. Yeah, and his ratio this season, what was it, three goals in 44 played minutes is just incredible. I mean, obviously it's a small sample size, but I'm sure if, if you did a, a minutes per goal ratio, he's, he's number one in, in the league. Um, so, yeah, and in, in terms of the Alan Campbell point, I absolutely agree. I think the, the the comments around why didn't Alan Campbell get on ahead of Barry in that situation, it's like playing that apples and pears, right? They're just two completely different players. Okay, they both play centre mid, but they're, they're they're two completely different type types of sort of midfielders, um, and I think it's sort of Barry almost he sort of plays in that second striker sort of role, right? And I think over the course of ninety minutes, Alan Campbell probably gives the team more and uh, and gives Luton more tactically, but but in terms of that situation, as you said, in terms of that receiving the ball 20, 20 yards, sort of back to goal ball to a feet anyone just to swivel find half a yard get a shot away the man you want there is very probably even ahead of of our centre forwards really I think if that situation can, can fall to anyone if that was to fall to Eli or to fall to, or to, fall to Morris you'd be like now nah, I'd rather have, have Barry in, in that one moment 100% and we'll go on to Swansea City now another three points another victory against the Welsh team we do love playing Welsh teams. I think one of the big talking points is Alfie Doughty here. Um, relentless, but also very, very, I guess, technically gifted display. The, the sort of crosses he put in, his ability to drive and beat his man, sort of the decisive one-twos and, and just the general passing movement. It was a top, top performance. And I think there's this sort of, narrative of you know a Rob Edwards type wing back and, and Drame was brought in after Bree went and, and the narrative was that, that Drame is the the ultimate Rob Edwards type but I 
I'd argue that Alfie Doherty is even more suited to, to mm-hmm. a wing back role than, than anybody that you know possibly out there. He's just very, very energetic, very high starting position, and he's proven that he's got the quality to go with that at the moment. Yeah, I mean, one thing's for sure is I'd love to see that boy's stats fest results to see that the, the, the mileage he does on a game after game basis. And yeah, just just to have that load for his legs, game after game, is 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 crazy. Especially as someone who prior to his time at Luton, obviously he started a little bit out at Luton as well. With he was for him to get two, three, four, five successive ninety minutes, you're thinking absolutely not not a chance. He's now pulling him out for for fun, just and and not only just playing ninety minutes, he's playing at such a high level. And it's it's actually scary to think that he's our player at 23 years old because if you, if you think about his ceiling, he's, he can definitely play in the prem. And I was I was chatting to my, my dad after the game, and you sort of think he is the closest player we've had to a JJ and Jack Stacey since since those two. I think we never truly replaced JJ, and we never truly replaced Jack Stacey when we got in into the championship. But now we have in in terms in terms of drama. I think I've been. A little bit disappointed so far with regards to his performances. I think I've expected more. I'm not sure if that was maybe me being over expecting. And I, I mean, I, I think I, I disagree with him getting man of the match at the weekend. I thought, I'm, I, I think he's, he seems to be playing a little bit with shackles on him. I think if, if you compare Dammer and Doughty, Doughty's not afraid to take on this man and just really run, run at a player. I, I, I don't know if Dammer's being told tactically something different from Edwards or whether that's him. Not being brave enough, or not fully getting the confidence, or, or or not being not being fully up to speed, right? I mean, it's still early days in terms of his his game time this season, but he, he's not. I don't feel like he's fully at at hundred percent, which obviously is a good thing, right? Because if if he's still playing okay and he's not at that level, is is and if he's got time to reach that level, so 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 so, so hopefully he does reach that level. But yeah, in terms of a parent a parent of of wing backs, they are great. Um, so yeah, it's, it's super exciting to have such a good um, squad and the depth. Yeah, I do agree there. I do feel that there is more to come from Drummond. I think he's been decent so far. I, I think he's been... Mm. Um, I don't know if it was what I expected. I think because of how well he did at Cardiff and I, I guess the narrative that all these Cardiff fans wanted him and were saying, what a player we've got. I think that sort of created that notion that we were getting a top top championship player, mm-hmm. um, but it's easy to forget that he's very, he's, he's still very very inexperienced at this point. Still, what twenty one years of age, um, yeah. adapting to a new style of football as well, uh, adapting to tactical uh, demands that are coming from uh, Rob Edwards and his team. So yeah, I think still in the infancy of his sort of time at Luton, I think that yeah, definitely more to come from him. Yeah, and maybe I guess looking back on what like I said, maybe a little bit harsh, and maybe it's just just how good Doughty is, right? I think we've we've come become so accustomed to how good Doughty is is playing at the minute, and that bet drama to do the same, and maybe it's just looking at it that actually Doughty's phenomenal rather than drama's just just being average. And I think, yeah, as you say, he has been decent. He's he's defensively he's done his job right I mean obviously going forwards I would love to have more from him but defensively he's not really done anything wrong so that at this moment is all you can ask for 
And looking at that that Swansea performance, just from sort of um, a more general view, I think Swansea, considering that they're in a bit of a difficult space at the moment, I thought they they were one of the better sides we've played recently in terms of we know that they're going to play with intensity. We know they're going to keep the ball. Um, but I, I did think they, they imposed themselves more than, say, Millwall did. Um, you look at sort of more recent games as well, they they did look a decent enough side. So I think to, especially, I guess, in the second half, keeping them at arm's length a, bit, a fair bit more, um, really, really impressive. Um, I say it wasn't our best performance in the world, but still we're not having those. And I don't want to, I don't want to tempt fate or anything, but we haven't had those poor performances creep in like we did under NJ. We're always prone to, to having a, a bit of a disaster um, 90 minutes and then we'd respond very well. But there seems to be a, a base level of, of sort of a standard performance that we're putting in. Um, and I guess that can only be a good thing when you come into the business end of the, uh, business end of the season. So, Yeah, I agree completely. And yeah, I think it was a bit of a tough watch at the weekend. I, I didn't enjoy the game at all. I thought, I think I, I, I tweeted after the game, I thought we looked a bit lethargic, we lacked a bit of tempo. Um, but ultimately, we, we, we got all three points, which is the, the important thing. Um, and I was, I was actually really shocked after the game, as you do sort of look at the match stats. And obviously, Swansea had more of the ball, but to, to have like the XG that we did, I think Footmob had us at about 2.6 XG. And for, for me, watching the game, I didn't feel like we had that many chances. I think we 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 moved the ball well in transition, and I, and I think we we got in good areas, but I didn't really think that we actually had that many chances. And obviously, the Morris chance would have, would be a high XG value given it was a yard out, open goal, etc. But overall, I, I actually didn't think it was the best best performance. And you let them off because they had a massive shift on Tuesday in a in a derby like game under the lights, and it was. Back, like it, it was, it, it was back and forth. Um, so, so you, so you, you do let them off. And but as you say, like if if that performance is is one of our worst under Edwards, then that's that's absolutely fine because we were still decent and we still ground out what was a massive a massive win. Limit limited. What is a side that tries to be free flowing in in their play? We, 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 and, and, as Edward said, that they they ask a lot of you off the in terms of maintaining your, your shape and your press so to limit them to next to nothing in the way of chances I think they had a couple of, sort of, of set piece chances but other than that there, there, there wasn't really a lot so defensively at the minute we're really solid um, and apart from the middle game I think we had we've had sort of three or four clean sheets in sort of a short space of time um, so yeah I mean overall we are looking good in, in terms of the running and we mentioned Dallin Campbell before we'll come here again. Um, of course, he, he got a start, played well, pressed well, created a few openings through, through doing exactly that, pressing high and getting his rewards. It was the kind of game that you'd expect him to come in for, given the fact Swansea like the ball. Um, that they, they Obviously, the, the way to combat that is to press high and, and to be sort of relentless and, and full of desire in your press. That's exactly what the kind of player Alan Campbell is. So having him in a game like that sort of makes sense and, and sort of reiterates that point that there will be games for him that, that will suit him to the to the ground. And I think that was and still is the the kind of 
expectation we're going to have as Luton fans. We're going to see him in these types of games. And there are games that are there that are tailored to him. Yeah, for sure. And I've said numerous times on, on this pod before how much I love him. And I think it was a change I expected, just if anything, fresh legs. But despite how much I love Alan Campbell, I just agree with the sort of the, the midfield three prior to him coming in. I think it shows how strong we've been. Ultimately, we've got a Premier a Premier League level there in the Camba, a DM that we've been crying out for for so long. Who I think a, a lot of, a lot of fans do appreciate him, but see, I think he has gone under the, under the radar a little bit in terms of his his performances, the way he's just broken up play and just just really just sort of. Not done anything outstanding, but he's just sort of calmed everyone down a little bit in, in the middle of the park. Jordan Clark, again, we said him, we've, we've sort of named him loads of times before in terms of how good he is for us. And I think Pelly has been outstanding since, since he's fully got, fully got back into the side. So for Campbell to not start, that isn't any any sort of indictment on, on him as a player. It's more just how strong the other three are. And he's got a lot of competition at the minute. But it was a good change. It was fresh legs. I think, as you said, as you said, like Swansea do ask a lot of opponents to ball. So we needed someone that was just willing just to run his arse into the ground, basically. Sort of that, that Jurassic Park Bonnie, Bonnie type that, that we all called him. Um, so no, it was it was a good change. Um, I think at times that's a, that's a little bit of height because the Canberra Campbell and Clark isn't, isn't the tallest midfield three, is it? Um, but no, I think in terms of the legs that that it gave us that that that, that free midfield, I think that 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 ultimately is what stopped them stopped Swansea from having sort of their their free flowing game really. Hey everyone, I've been on the go recently: Phoenix, Kansas City, Chicago. If you're like me and have a home but aren't always at home, you have an Airbnb. Hosting your home or a spare room is a very practical side hustle. If you live in a big game town, you can Airbnb your place for fans to stay in. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash post. Picture the scene. All of your mates around, you've got your McNugget share boxes ready to go. Partner this with your team playing champagne football. Perfect. Order McDelivery now on the McDonald's app. There's nothing quite like a McDelivery. At participating restaurants, 18 plus, serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. And sticking on the midfield, Jordan Clark has been awarded a new contract. It says long-term contract, so we were trying to um, work that one out earlier, what, what we could expect that to be. I think we're settled mm-hmm. on probably three years with, with potentially a, another... 12 months in the club's favour. Very, very good news considering how good he has been on a very, very consistent basis. Massive, massive. And I was thinking about it earlier, I think in terms of players in our squad at the minute, I think technically he's the best. I think he's so underrated amongst other clubs. Obviously, Luton fans understandably love him. And but amongst other clubs, he just I don't think he gets the recognition that he deserves. I think if you look at other opponents sort of views in terms of like what one to watch, Jordan Clark's never mentioned. And obviously in those situations you say, Oh, Carlton Morris top goal scorer, obviously, but I think he's just been phenomenal. He's he's, he's probably my player this season. 
in terms of what he's given us. And for the sort of player that he is off the ball, he gives us so much as well. He's, he almost does a similar sort of job to Alan Campbell at times in terms of his legs and his pressing. The, the, the amount of times he's won the ball like high up the pitch in in in, in that last third. Um, so no, massive. I think yeah, three years as you say because his long term too. You know, I doubt we've given that a four year contract, especially to, some, to someone who's twenty nine. Um, so no, massive. And I, I hope, I hope it's like it's like London buses now. I hope there's a new new contracts in in the pipeline because there's probably a few vital players that are either out of contract at the end of the season or probably only got got a year after. Um, so no, big news. Yeah, as you say, hopefully that that can start the sort of snowball effect of, of contract situations that are being addressed. I think looking at and, and speaking about it before, Tom Lockyer is one that we're thinking could be a 2023 mm. um, expiry date. Uh, there's another few as well that, that could be that year. And yeah, it's going to be interesting to see how easy it will be to, to negotiate fresh terms with people. And I guess could have been a similar situation with Jordan Clark with, with what happened with Cal Naismith, where he's at that kind of age now, where if we didn't get promotion, um, one last sort of fairly big deal could have come about for, for Jordan Clark to remain in the championship and sort of secure himself financially. Um, and that would have been a massive, massive blow. Losing Naismith was a big blow, but I think losing Clicker after the season he'd given us so far would have been horrendous. Yeah, agreed. Um, m- massive player. And I, um, I've, I've actually taken a few non-Luton fans to, to games in, in, in recent weeks and months. And they've, they've all said that, like, why haven't uh, an Everton taken the punt on him? Like, if you, if you look at like an Everton midfield that lacks a bit of cre- creativity, they, they have three workhorses as an example in their midfield, but they're crying out for just a bit of Jordan Clark creativity, like what? W- why haven't they taken a punt on him? Um, so obviously, with it for a club that has ambitions of getting up to the Premier League, um, he's certainly one that I can see it in our starting level at that next level. Hundred percent. And going on to Sheffield United now, um, the game on Saturday, very very big. We're doing it. We're doing this podcast at the moment whilst they're playing. So. You know, the whole narrative could be changed by the time this finishes. But they're drawing nil-nil with Reading at the moment, so we might as well look into it. Um, So they're currently on 65 points from 35. We're on 57 from 35, so scores stay as they are. We beat them on Saturday. We're five points off the automatic promotion places and we're, you know, we're dreaming of something absolutely phenomenal. Can you stop talking, please, Billy? I don't think I'm mentally prepared to start looking at second. I think that that week where we drew away at Cov Preston and lost to Burnley, I sort of thought, okay, fine, like, I can now stop looking at the autos. Let's now just focus on the playoffs. And obviously, five points is still a lot. It's basically six with a goal difference. But yeah, I don't think I'm mentally prepared to be to be heartbroken by losing out on the last day to second, right? Um, not that that would be awful because we all would, would still love, love the playoffs and I would love a day out at Wembley. But yeah, it, it would be it would it, it would be massive. And yeah, the game on Saturday is huge. It's um it seems a bit of like a a barometer in terms of where we are at. I thought 
last season. It was sort of a similar time of the year. It was sort of, what was it, mid-March last season as well, I think, from Sheffield United away. And I thought we were overall by the occasion. I thought we weren't mature enough. We, we were very, very naive in important moments last year. So it's it, it's going to be a, a, a good bar to compare to last year to see how to, to see how this side have progressed, how how like how the players have evolved, matured. I mean, I personally think that our our team is better this year than it was last year. But it's now time for that team to prove it, to prove that in a in a big game we are mentally ready. Right? I think it's almost a, a good test run for any playoff semi final. I think no, no matter what team we get in in a playoff semi final game. If it's away first leg, away second leg, it's going to be as big as the game is on is on Saturday in terms of the atmosphere, in terms of the, the calibre of side that, that, that we're playing. And OK, they're not on the best of form at the minute, but they're still a fantastic side. They've got some Premier League players. So it's, it's going to be a good bar. Are our players mentally strong enough to cope cope with that situation? And I think if if we do come away with three points or get a really good point at the weekend on the, on the back of a good performance, it it would almost feel like a coming away for the side. Um, so no, super important. I'm I'm looking forward to going up there because last year wasn't the wasn't the best away given the performance. Um, so I'm hoping for a, a a better a better outcome this time. And I'm not not saying outcome purely from a result perspective, but just performance. I just just hope that we can we can give more. Yeah, I think that's a very good point, um, especially comparing it to last season. I remember feeling quite deflated after that, not because we lost 2-0, but because we were second best for, for pretty much the mm. entire 90 minutes. And mm. as you say, it's a very, very good test for us to see where we are as a football club. Um, again, Rob Edwards, as we keep saying, it's been a very good sort of level of consistency with performances so far you think of how well we played against Burnley you think how well we played against Millwall recently um generally away this season we've been been a very very difficult team to to play against um and you feel you you look at the current crop of players you look at the way we've been playing you look at the I guess for me at the moment it's it's how high we deploy our, our wing backs you know, you, you really feel that we can take this game to Sheffield United. And I think regardless of, of the form they've showed in recent weeks, you still feel that we'd take this real positive approach into to any game, even if we were going to turf more, most difficult place to go in the championship at the moment. We still take this positive approach in, into the game. And I think that's exciting to see. Um, of course, it will come with its risks, but... Mm. The squad's in a very, very good place at the moment, and and Sheffield United not so. Um, you know, I keep, I keep checking my phone to make sure that I'm not saying anything stupid because obviously they could score in any minute, and and it could be um, a much more different situation. But yeah, no, you got you got to be positive going into this game, considering where we are as a football club, and as Rob Edwards would say, as any football manager would say, you only sort of you fully focus on yourselves and what you can do and, and what Luton can do at the moment is quite frightening, uh, quite frankly. So, yeah, I'm looking forward to it. It should be, should be a very, very good test for us. And um, I guess no one's, no one can stop Alfie Doughty at the moment. So that's, that's one of the big reasons why I'm so positive. Yeah, I, I agree. And I, I think there's certainly no one to fear in this league. If you look at when Burnley came to the Kenny and obviously Burnley got, got all three points, but 
I thought we, in terms of our performance, made them look relatively ordinary. I think from what I've seen of Burnley this season, I thought they have been fantastic. And I, I think they are probably one of the best sides this league has seen for some time, if you compare the league sides and then and, and, and the, 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 the Norwich and Wolves sides. But they, they, they came to the, the, the Kenny a couple of weeks ago and I thought we, we made them look ordinary. And I, okay, I, think, I don't think they were at their best, but I thought we played really well. So Sheffield United, they're a good side, but they're not as good as Burnley on their day. And I think if, if we can go away from home and be as good as we have been away from home, I think even in the games against Preston and Coventry, okay, we didn't get the three points, but we still played played really well. If we can have, have a performance at that level, and as we said earlier, our, our performances so far and would have all been good apart from the cup games. If we can just put in another strong performance, I'll definitely back ourselves to get at least a point, and it's a point that I would take. Obviously, in terms of the, the, the autos, I think we need to win if to go if we if we want to get second. But in terms of perspective, playoff picture, you absolutely, absolutely take a point. And very, very timely, Sheffield United are one nil up. It's um, it was Good bound time. to happen, Jamie. Bound to happen. Um, but yeah, as you say, still we we win this game on on Saturday. You, you're still looking at that that second position, and, and you know it's, it's being ambitious as it is, even if if Sheffield United weren't to win today, but. Yeah, or definitely on the ambitious side of things to still get that that second place. Um, something that is within the realms of possibility, though. Jamie, coming to you to end today with a score prediction for Saturday's game. I think, based on what I said, I'd take a point. I think they are a good side. Tough game. Um, but I think we'll put in a good performance and I think we'll come away with a well-earned point, 1-1. Yeah, I usually like to spice things up and go for something different, but I, I can't, I can't, I've got no justification for any other result than, than one all. So yeah, I think I'm going to gonna stick with you and go for that trusted one all. Well, thank you very much, Jamie, for joining me today. And thank you to everyone else for listening. Please check out our socials. We are, of course, at Oak Road Hatter on Twitter. We are Overgrowth Hatter Pod on Instagram. Also check out our YouTube channel, which goes by the name Hatter. And until next time, it is goodbye from us. days are great but there's nothing quite like playing at home the same goes for mcdonald's maximize your home ground advantage with mcdelivery order now on the mcdonald's app at participating restaurants 18 plus serving times delivery fee and terms apply see mcdonald's.com subtle results still you but with fewer lines Botox Cosmetic, out of botulinum toxin A, is a prescription medicine used to temporarily make moderate to severe frown lines, crow's feet, and forehead lines look better in adults. 
Effects of Botox Cosmetic may spread hours to weeks after injection, causing serious symptoms. Alert your doctor right away as difficulties swallowing, speaking, breathing, eye problems, or muscle weakness may be a sign of a life-threatening condition. Patients with these conditions before injection are at highest risk. Don't receive Botox Cosmetic if you have a skin infection. Side effects may include allergic reactions, injection site pain, headache, eyebrow and eyelid drooping, and eyelid swelling. Allergic reactions can include rash, welts, asthma symptoms, and dizziness. Tell your doctor about medical history, muscle or nerve conditions, including ALS or Lou Gehrig's disease, myasthenia gravis, or Lambert-Eden syndrome and medications, including botulinum toxins, as these may increase the risk of serious side effects. For full safety information, visit BotoxCosmetic.com or call 877-351-0300. See for yourself at BotoxCosmetic.com. This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans.